Welcome to Deeper Walks on the Trail podcast. You are on the trail with father-daughter duo Marcus and Stephanie Warner. I'm Stephanie, and I'll be talking with my father, Dr. Marcus Warner, as we discuss topics that help you stay on the trail to a deeper walk with God. Episode 30. We're continuing our resilience series with a look at the ABCs of building bounce. Hello, Father. Hello, daughter. It's good to be together again. Always, always. I'm back from Florida, still working on my J-term reading and papers and all that. But my t- my, my classroom time is done for January, and it was very life-giving, mm-hmm. very wonderful. I hear your professor knew your grandpa. Yes, that was amazing. Yes. <laughs> I gave him one of uh, your books, and he was flipping through, and he was like, oh, he knows Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're like... Very well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not everybody just calls him Tim, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dr. Timothy M. Warner, right, is the name on the book, and he goes, "Oh, he knows Tim." Yeah. So Found my uh, my professor is Dr. Stephen Siemens, and yeah, he's very awesome. I really enjoyed that class, and I'm continuing to enjoy it just from a distance now. Yep, good experience. And uh, Dr. Siemens' father, David Siemens, was actually is his cassettes on on inner healing that got my family started in in that idea of that you can pray and invite Jesus to meet people on painful memories, and he you know does. So that was pretty. It was a cool connection. It was, yeah. It was one of my goals when I came to Asbury um, that I wanted to, I wanted to have a class with him before I graduated, yeah. and so it's really cool to see the two different like family legacies yeah. happening here, but. So that was good. Um, I I think I had said before that I was going to report on my building bounce practice. And, you know, I, as Junie Felix likes to talk about tiny habits and and little things, I I started small um, and I downloaded John Eldridge's uh, Wild at Heart uh, one minute pause app. And I've just been doing one and three minute pauses every day, twice a day. And that's been really great. I always try to be appreciative uh, all throughout the day and in and, and my prayers, but I was really intentional while I was gone to find things. And even when there were things that were triggering me negatively, I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to look around my surroundings and find things to appreciate. And even about this negative thing, like, how are you using this or how can we redeem this or, and thank you, Lord. And anyway, so it was good. It is good, isn't it? Yeah, I've used that pause app too, and I've started another one Max Anders put together uh, for renewing your mind that has been uh, helpful too. It's good to have habits, right, mm-hmm. that that help build these things. It's so funny. Um, I can't remember if he does it in, in all of them, but in the one-minute pause, uh, John ends with, like, that's good. That's enough for now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's enough for now. It's like permission. Uh-huh. And I literally, I, I finished doing a project earlier today, and I was just like, I had his voice in my head go, that's good. That's enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Sometimes we just need that permission, right? That it's okay to quit. You can do something else. <laughs> oh, so funny. So this week, we're, we're starting like a, a sub-series within our larger resilience series, um, and that is a look at what you call the ABCs of bounce. So we're going to take at least one episode on each of these, maybe a couple, but why don't you set us up with a quick overview? What are the ABCs? So the ABCs are appreciation and quieting. We kind of pair those together because there's flip sides of the same coin. Appreciation, quieting, one's high energy, one's low energy, but we call it appreciation. B is beliefs. That is, it's hard to quiet when your mind is racing, it's hard to quiet when you're believing toxic thoughts. So beliefs is the second one. And then C is connections. And this has to do with connecting with people and connecting with God. So uh, those are the ABCs, appreciation, beliefs, connecting. Very good. So 
you you mentioned you you have quieting and appreciation as as like two steps in one. Why did you combine them? So you know when you're teaching infants to uh, to live with joy and to live with peace, right? One what you're doing is you're teaching them that they're never alone in any of the uh, big emotions that they're going through. And so you play peekaboo, peekaboo, right? You know, ah, peekaboo. And you're looking at them and they smile, they giggle, and you laugh. But you realize that there comes a point when baby's had enough, right? You can't just do that forever. So you have to be in tune and in sync with them to know, okay, they've had enough. It's time now to quiet together. The appreciating isn't really done until you've gotten to a place of quiet. And sometimes you have to quiet first, and then you can appreciate. So the two things always go together for the most part. I'm either got to quiet so that I can appreciate, but all appreciation should lead me back to a place of quiet when I'm done. So can you can you go a little deeper into that, like give maybe an example or of when you would need to quiet first? Yeah, if I'm like uh, feeling anxious and I'm really, you know, full of anxiety, that's a high energy thing. And if I go straight from anxiety into, okay, I need to appreciate something, that can be really hard to do. So helps to take a deep breath, right? And to uh, kind of calm myself a, a bit and then go from there into appreciating and then back into to quieting. So that that would be an example of that. I also think, you know, um, Chris Corsi, in one of the books we wrote together, he mentioned that uh, he and his wife, Jen, uh, at, at bedtime, it was very common early in their marriage for Jen to be still high energy and Chris to just lay his head on the pedal and fall asleep, right? So what they found was that if they did – appreciating some some appreciation for about 10, 10, 15 minutes before they went to sleep, that Jen slept much better, right? It was like it qu- helped her quiet to do some appreciation first. And that's another example of how these two things go together. Yeah. And they were they were really like intentional, but it was like um, three three things they appreciate. They about- call it three, three, three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, three things you appreciate about God, three you appreciate about just the day, and three things you appreciate about the person you're with. Nice. I don't know. Nice little tool. Um, so I'm good at saying thank you. Is that enough? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's enough to get the task done, right? But it's not the same as appreciation. And so I say it, most of us are pretty good at saying thank you. It's a left right, It's a left brain skill. Like we can do it without any emotion to it at all. Like, oh, thank you for the water. Thank you for that. That was thoughtful of you. But it takes half a second to two seconds to do. And then, uh, whereas appreciation, what we're talking about is actually evoking an emotion, evoking a feeling inside that brings up a feeling that you can stay in for a couple of minutes. So I'd sometimes say it's the difference between noticing that there's a pretty sunset and actually sitting down for five minutes and watching the sunset. Uh, Or it's the difference between saying thank you for your cup of coffee, taking the time to take a dip, deep, you know, nice deep whiff of the coffee and, and enjoy it and go, oh, this is really nice. It's entering into that. Same thing, like if I'm remembering an experience and I go back in the past and I'm thinking about a day at the lake, it's one thing to remember, oh, it was fun to be at the lake with my friends. It's another thing to sit there for a few minutes and just remember and, and live in that memory again. And so the nice thing about the brain is that it can actually pull back up the same chemicals and hormones. We can bring them up in the present from the past, but just by living in that memory for a little bit. So some of this feels a little like contentment to me. So what is what is the difference between contentment and appreciation? Sure. No, I mean, uh, it's it's a good question. The contentment I tend to associate with peace. It's this idea that everything's going to be okay. And uh, I'm okay. And sometimes the only reason I know I'm okay is that I'm with you, 
Right. So like when you're a little kid and there's a storm, sometimes it's enough to go and just snuggle up next to mom or dad. And you know you're going to be okay simply because you're with somebody who's safe and secure. The mistake a lot of us make is that we don't think we can be okay until we understand everything that's going on. And we know how it's going to be okay. We can you know figure it all out. That's not the same kind of thing. When Jesus wants us to have peace, well, the big part of it, it's always because I am with you. Now, don't be afraid because I'm with you. And so it's that connection uh, piece. So contentment has a lot to do with peace. Joy is a higher energy thing, and appreciation is a higher energy thing. And that what I'm trying to do is remember things that made me smile. So it should lead to contentment, should increase our contentment. So I can understand why you'd connect them. Capacity is something we want to work on while we have it. Um, many of us find ourselves having to you know, triage our capacity because we didn't do that enough. Um, but how can how can appreciation help us grow our capacity, you know, both in the stressful time and in those times when we are not needing to draw on the capacity so much, we can feed it and fill the tank versus times when. Yeah. Well, this in, is where, you, you yeah. know, we're talking about routines and habits, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, it takes your brain about 30 days to build a habit. The way I look at it is that 30 days is the amount of time that it takes for white matter to start forming in my brain. So white matter is happens through repetition. So, for example, in sports, uh, if I want to get good at ping pong, I've got to play a lot of ping pong. And the more that I do it, I begin developing um, white matter in my brain around the habits. And so what happens is that white matter allows me to simply react so you can understand when they're playing ping pong, because some of these shots are coming 100 miles an hour with spin on them and angles and curves and all the rest of it. And you don't have time to think about it. You have to be able to just react. Well, the brain can only process things at that speed if I've got a habit developed. And that's what white man is all about. So our goal here is to practice appreciation on a regular basis for you know a couple of times a day for months so that when it gets stressful... I do it automatically, right? It becomes a habit. It's like I'm not even thinking about it. It just comes out of me now because I'm reacting. And that's uh, that's what we're after. We're, we're trying to build our reaction time so that instead of reacting into panic, we react into appreciation and, and calm uh, much more regularly. It's not that we don't feel the big thing, but our, our brain knows, oh, that's not where I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay down here and connect in this other place. Would that relate to fear mapping versus like joy mapping? Sure. They are related because um, the opposite of appreciating is fearing, right? The, uh, uh, am I either going to live on joy or fear? And so if my brain is fear mapping, then what it's done is it has developed the habit of looking for whatever there is that's a problem, whatever there is that might cause me pain. And I'm completely fixated on this could be painful, this could be a problem, versus training my brain to look for those things that there are to enjoy and for those things that are to be grateful for. Um, I remember my my parents often said, you know, every good, every perfect gift comes from above, you know, quoting James. And it was this idea of anytime you enjoy anything that makes you smile, that's a good gift. That's It's a gift from God. So let's be appreciative toward God for that. Beautiful. I keep thinking of, of one of our favorite stories uh, about the missionary who was very, like, complaining all the time and... Um, you want to tell that story as an example of effectiveness of appreciation? Yeah, it was interesting. I got invited to kind of a re-entry retreat for a bunch of uh, missionaries who were coming off of some intense work overseas and transitioning back into the States. And there was one lady there in particular who was just 
so joyful. I mean, it's, you know, he's like, obviously, so I, and maybe you've been around people who are so happy, it's fake, but <laughs> she wasn't that kind of happy fake, right? It was like, there was something seriously joyful about this person, to the extent that I asked, I'm like, what's your story here? Like, you know, I've never met anybody who comes across quite the way you do. And she said, well, it wasn't always that way. She said, when I first went to the mission field, um, I actually almost got kicked off for my bad attitude. <laughs> I, like I complained about everything. It's like the food was no good. The people were, you know, untrustworthy. I, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I got called in. They're like, if you can't change your attitude, you're going to have to go home. And so the uh, path she chose to transformation was she kept a daily journal. And every day she'd write one page of what she was grateful for that day. And she's now got stacks of journals right of uh, gratitude daily daily appreciation and now that's her habit right she doesn't default into the claim you know the complaining the critical the bitter she defaults into what there is to appreciate now uh your grandpa's uh grandma eileen grandma yeah i was was just wondering about that yeah yeah she had a similar habit and uh, she showed me her stack of journals that she had from years as a single missionary in africa where she every day wrote uh she would take the time which really is five to ten minutes you know to just write out appreciation now one of the things i found is that when i write things out it tends to be a more left brain experience for me so to give it the most impact if i can write it out and then read it to somebody that's where you get the real home run because it's in sharing it with somebody else that activates a different part of your brain than just writing. And so I find the two things together are really good. Yes. Everything is, is um, exacerbated is the negative term. I'm, I'm looking for the positive. Everything is made bigger and better with relational. Amplified. Amplified. Thank you. That is the word I was looking for. Everything is amplified in, in a relational context. It's good. Yeah, I always think of Chris Corsi when I hear amplify. <laughs> He's like, I can just see him up there going, the brain is an amplifier. Yeah, and that's kind of it. It will either amplify joy or will amplify fear. So we've got to train it. So yep. much. They're fabulous. So um, I kind of going back to the contentment question, I don't know. A lot of times when we talk about appreciation, it can feel a bit self-centered, at least to me, just because we're we're talking so much about like, what am I appreciating and how is th- how are things affecting me? And um, and I, so sometimes I feel like we might swing too far um, in talking about that. And um, I just w- I wanted to bring God into the conversation more directly, like twofold. How can we interact with God and our appreciation and how can we practice appreciating God himself? Those are both good things and they're all, they're all separate. So depending on where people are at is where you, you start. So, for example, a lot of times um, – this building bounds process is with people who've gone through high trauma. And so some of these high trauma, highly traumatized people don't like God, or they're scared of God, or they have trust issues, at least with God. And so for them, it's actually easier to start the appreciation without reference to God at first. Just what is it you enjoy? Then after a while, you help them to cross that bridge to realize when I'm feeling appreciation, I'm actually worshiping, right? When I'm feeling appreciation, I'm actually acknowledging that this was a gift from somebody. That is good. Appreciation is worship. Yeah. So it, it's true. It's why we enter into his courts with thanksgiving right? and into his gates with praise. And so part of the gratitude toward God it has to do with meditating on his qualities. 
And, you know, sometimes you do this as pros and cons. For instance, it helps me to think about what the pagan gods are like <laughs> and then contrast that with what God is like. And you realize, wow, you are so different, right? When you look at the options, I think of King David, and he's looking at the options of the Philistine gods and the Canaanite gods, the Egyptian gods, the Mesopotamian gods. And then he's looking at his God, Yahweh, and he's like, oh, my word, you are amazing, especially in comparison, not just in power and grandeur, but character, right? You trustworthiness, morality, um, caring, you know, whereas the uh, the other gods were much more transactional. Like, you do this for me, I'll do that for you. They didn't really care about Dote you. Days. All that. Yeah, dote days. For those who didn't understand, why don't you explain the Latin there? Oh, I, I give so that you will give. Yeah. Um, this is what, uh, like in pagan Roman society, they would sometimes do this at meals where they would scrape a little bit of their food into the fire and they would say the Latin phrase, do ut des, do I give, ut so that, des, you give. And it shows the transactional nature of paganism, basically. Um, and so there's a lot of us who are tempted to do that with God, right? We want to turn our relationship to, with God into something transactional, where if I give you you know, my tithe, then you'll bless me. Or if I go to church this many times, you'll take care of me. If I if I do this, then you'll do that. That's a transactional relationship. We really want to anchor our relationship in appreciation. And so uh, appreciating God, his quality. And then whenever we appreciate anything in life, um, reflecting on the fact that it's a gift from God turns it into worship. That's so beautiful. I love it. So um, next week, we're going to be looking into some of the practical um, appreciation things like going through going through the acrostic games. I'm very excited for that. I love that acrostic. Um, but for now, we're making good time in this episode. Any, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Well, the ABCs came out of uh, working with Stephanie Hinman. And Stephanie, uh, you know, works with, uh, at the time, she had developed a curriculum for highly traumatized children. And you're looking at what do you need to for as a as a young child what they need to to begin building the capacity for joy starts with the connection right as you have to have safe secure connection and so even as an adult if I am isolated or I'm in toxic relationships and I don't have that safe calm and collected you know connect type of connection in my life then. Uh, it is going to be harder. I'm going to have to work at this more. I'm going to have to set aside more time for it because I'm not getting the reinforcement from other places. I would say that uh, when you combine these things together, when I have uh, a, a – I wrote a book several years ago, How to Grow Joy, right? A little pamphlet, really. And this How to Grow Joy Boy book, two of the things it says is I have to have a happy to see you God and happy to see you people. And I find that that's what a lot of us are looking for is, is a, it's eyes that light up when we walk in the room. Oh, it's you. Yay. <laughs> and, but for a lot of us, we don't have that view of God. We actually have a fear bond with God. And so part of the practice of appreciation is beginning to turn our fear bond with God into a joy bond by learning to see God as somebody who's happy to be with us, happy to see us. And when I feel like I live my whole life in the presence of someone who's happy to see me, it gives me a whole lot more confidence and a whole lot more security. And it's just easier to live with peace and less anxiety. Very good. Thank you, Father. I look forward to continuing this discussion next week. So everyone, thanks for joining us on the trail today. Deeper Walk International is a nonprofit organization, and we partner with people like you in order to do what we do. 
Some are on the trail with us as official trailblazers who commit to donating $25 or more per month. Because of our trailblazers, we are able to provide free or discounted resources like this free podcast or our video streaming, The Learning Library Basic. Also like the free January conference where John Eldridge from Wild at Heart will be joining Dad to speak about emotional resilience, and that is coming up on the 27th and 28th. So as we close out today, we invite you to consider becoming a trailblazer. You can do this very simply by visiting our website, deeperwalkinternational.org slash trailblazers. If you want to keep going deeper with us on your walk with God, please subscribe to the Deeper Walk podcast and share with your friends. Thanks again. We'll see you back next week.